0: Football fans, welcome back to the fourth and a mob podcast. I'm joined by Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, so, another week in the books here. Playoff picture is getting a little bit more clear. Um, some guys, some teams falling off, some teams getting back in there. Uh, what do you think of week 14 so far?
1: A lot of good matchups. I The thing that I w- would say is the primetime matchups this week were incredible, like, are, are incredible. Okay. We're recording on Monday night, so we don't know what's going to finish between the Browns and the Ravens. Um, But I mean, the Sunday night game last night was as good as advertised. I thought the first half was a lot better than the second half. Um, But I mean, two top AFC teams going at each other. So I really like the primetime matchups. I'm going to get right into my one thing notable because it's transitioning from the playoff picture in the regular season to playoff picture in fantasy. How are you guys doing in your fantasy leagues? I think our listeners want to know are, do we have any first-round buys? Did did we advance from the first round? I mean, are we just blowing smoke and we all suck at fantasy? What's going on?
2: So, uh, admittedly, I'm in nine fantasy football leagues. Call me ridiculous or not. Uh, it takes over a lot of my life. Um, in, out of those nine, I'm in six playoffs right now. So, a lot really on cool. the line for me. I think it's a pretty good uh, a ratio for me. A couple of them of are just kind of some family fun leagues that I kind of dropped the ball on a couple times. Um, but overall, like I'm in a guillotine league. I'm in the final three now for a guillotine league. Uh, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. A uh, couple dynasty leagues. So it turned out pretty good for me so far. I don't,
1: I don't think we can count our guillotine league for Josh, Jeremy, and myself because we were out <laughs> after the first four or five weeks. So it I don't, was I don't so bad. I didn't count that as a league
0: for me. I don't things. either.
1: <laughs> Josh, how are you doing in yours?
0: Yeah, so I'm in the semifinals of a two quarterback or super flex league that all four of us are in right now. My two quarterbacks combined for less than five points and I somehow found a way to claw it two points above the team that I played. So Josh Allen not blowing up last week or last night was huge for the squad. But other than that, um, yeah, it's been good. I just didn't, you got off to really poor starts in a couple of our other leagues. So
2: let's, let's translate for our
0: listeners. Josh made it to one playoff. Jeremy. <laughs> that is correct. I'm in four <laughs> leagues and I made one playoff. Yes. So I'm going to choose to talk about that one. <laughs> Jay Banks, uh, how are you doing in years?
3: You know, I am in six leagues and I played you Brady in a winner. Get in, in one of our leagues. And unless Nick Chubb outscores Justin Tucker tonight by 45 points I, I got bare in.
1: butts slapping that league. Let's just call it out. It
3: <laughs> I will be in the playoffs in five of six of my leagues. That's impressive. That's solid. Yeah. Brady, how me, are you doing?
1: Yeah. So for me, I was in five of my eight fantasy leagues. Uh, I got bounced in basically all of them, but two. <laughs> um, so, but. Luckily the two of that I'm still in are like my, my big ones. I'm in a salary cap league. So uh, basically you're a a real life GM, you're, you're budgeting your, your roster and and signing players to contracts and extending them to. So let's say I, I purchased Jonathan Taylor at the auction draft for, uh, $20 of my budget. Um, uh, and I want to sign him to a four-year deal the next year. He's 20% more or whatever than, um, what he was this year. So I'm still in, on that one and my team is not deep at all. Like I started Colin Johnson at wide receiver this oh, week. Oh no! So, Julio just absolutely screwed me. So it was a tough one. And then my dynasty league, similar to Josh, um, I need, I was up by 25.6 points or something like that going into the Sunday night game. I had nobody left to play. He had Josh Allen after the first half. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was looking at the next next week's matchup. I'm like Pittsburgh's defense is all over Buffalo. Josh Allen's done. We're good. And all of a sudden, like I'm sitting there watching on my phone and it's just like digs touchdown digs like just just absolutely going nuts. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Luckily, Pittsburgh's offense couldn't score because if they still had to score, Josh Allen would have torched Pittsburgh's defense. So I got lucky in that league, but I really like uh, my chances
2: going into the semifinals. Bottom line here is that it's exciting times in the fantasy world. Um, the fact that we're talking about playoffs, we're in playoffs, and it means something. Uh, is exciting. We hope that we've given you some kind of knowledge that's benefited you in your fantasy football leagues. Um, that's gotten you to the playoffs, and that will continue to help you push through the playoffs. Um, my one thing notable is not really a fantasy-related. It's more of a, a NFL GM uh, maybe just NFL in general. And the title of it is shelf life of an L, of an RB. Is it good or is it bad? And so I have a couple that are under the good list. Uh, it'd be Derrick Henry, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. I would say that's good value for what they're worth right now. I know Nick Chubb's still on his rookie contract. Now the bad end. Zeke Elliott. Yep. Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Too early to tell for Joe Mixon. No, That's it's. Too I, early? Mean, so, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm still, but like production wise, is, is it still like it's? He would be falling under the bad category. I'm gonna continue. I, I would say it's. I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna no. continue. I'm gonna continue. <laughs> Saquon Barkley <laughs> and Todd Gurley. So I have four for me. Saquon
1: each. Barkley's on his rookie contract. That does not count.
2: He was picked top four. It's the same concept. I disagree with that. I agree okay, with the well, Zeke, then, and I agree so, with the Todd Gurley so then you're under the good category your your shelf life is good or elaborate
1: my problem with the running back position is the coaches like Doug Peterson and the guys from his tree that don't give the ball 20 to 25 times to their workhorse running back the useful life for a running back is 3 to 6 years arguably give or take a couple of years you have those Adrian Petersons and Derrick Henry I would say has outlived his shelf life a little bit to a to an extent um I mean, I look at Philly because their roster is not great, especially at the running back position. And Miles Sanders is their best player on offense. There's zero question in my mind that he is their best player on offense. And he rushed it like 12 times last week against the Saints. He had over 100 yards.
2: I mean, yeah, I feel like there's two reasons why. This is, one, not a good week for you to be bringing up Miles Sanders having a bad week after he just went off. Yep. And two, it's just because you were on the table dancing for Miles Sanders preseason.
1: No, it's not just Miles Sanders. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Somebody else give their one thing notable, and I'll come back to a different, different Aaron example. Aaron Jones. Yeah, yes, thank you. That was who I was thinking of, Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams had the same amount of carries, didn't he, this week or more?
2: I mean, so similar. Did, so did Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson and Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott.
1: Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That, that's my point. I, I think, so that,
2: that's, that's the topic. Is, is it a is it good idea for a GM to invest in a running back? Is it the shelf life of a running back?
1: I wouldn't draft early back. if that's what you're saying. I would. Saquon was drafted pretty early, yeah,
2: but
0: uh, I don't know.
2: Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch this last week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was that crazy. That's a top not five great. pick. It's because Rojo's yeah. got the mojo.
3: Honestly, I I really have kind of bought into this idea that I think is, is pretty good and very relevant is you draft one in the second or third round, like every other three, four years, and you're probably going to be okay without investing massive first round capital or a ton of money on a huge extension. Like it, you know, look at JD McKissick played fine for Washington football team. It wasn't like spectacular, but they got a win and he played okay. (laughs)
2: Like, I mean, look at the production of Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Like, yeah, I know Jonathan Taylor balled out last week or this past week, but Naheem Hines and Wilkins are solid running backs. The reality is you can get
3: very serviceable running backs on day three. Mike Davis has come down to earth, but he was pretty good at the beginning.
1: Jeremy, I agree to your point about drafting a running back in the second, third round. I don't agree with the not extending them. It kind of depends, I guess. Right, because you're, you're yeah. extending Derrick Henry, you're extending yep. uh, Delvin Cook, you're extending Elvin Kamara, and you're extending Nick Chubb. Those are like second, third round guys. But I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I don't think, and you're probably going to see it in drafts like to come. So Travis Etienne is the best running back coming in the 2021 class, him or Najee Harris. I don't think they're going in the first round just because you can see what you're getting in the second, third, fourth, fifth round for running backs
3: hmm Well, that's but, why I think you ended up, you saw the trend to go that way a little bit this year, even more. Yeah. Clyde, Clyde was the, the last Very second pick of the pick, first yeah. round. And then, you know, you saw a couple more go in the second round, your, your Dobbins, your, your Jonathan Taylors, you know. I feel yeah. like that second round was a good sweet spot for him because of, to Bradley's point, the shelf life.
1: So I, I, I get what you're saying about Saquon. The Joe Mixon one is still a little, man, but I, I agree with what you're saying with Saquon, Bradley.
0: Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, so I will jump in here with my one thing notable. So just basically kicking around the league has just been absolutely horrendous. Extra points are at an all-time low in the league. So they're they're hitting them at 92% right now. And so that's the worst, obviously, that it's ever been. And then the worst team in the league for extra points, the Jaguars, are sitting at 81%. Uh, so all this to say, do you think that, it's going to trend even more going for two is not seen as this crazy aggressive approach. Do you think it'll become more of a normal thing in the, in the coming years?
3: We should just take kickers out just like fancy, right,
0: Josh? Facts. Oh, I think, gosh, I gracious. think if you look at the Tampa Bay, Minnesota
2: game, you realize how valuable kickers are. Um, but to your point, Josh, I do believe this off season, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on goal line slash, two-point conversion plays and there already is probably a a solid emphasis but like when you look at the statistics and a lot of analytics behind it like there's a lot of coaches that are going to realize hey we're just going to go for two and if we score four touchdowns and we get
3: twice going for two better shot at that than making all four extra points. Analytics has definitely changed uh, I think a little bit of the shape of the game. You see so many teams going for it on fourth and one and fourth and two already. I mean, I think that's diminished. Yeah. I think a little bit of the field goal attempts just because teams are, and the numbers say that your, your way, your chances of going, uh, or your chance of winning go way up. If you get those as opposed to just kicking field goals or punting it. Um, it hasn't quite poured over into the, the two point conversions yet, but to Riley's point, I think it could start to maybe even as early as next year.
1: Well, from a Vikings fan perspective, I I would like for us to go for two more because I think our head coach might die by the end of the year if we <laughs> keep missing extra points. I, oh my gosh, they said something about like, uh, oh, you could see the egg boiling on Zimmer's forehead. I was like, yeah, I could see it too. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, dang it, it's horrible.
3: You well, guys, you guys saw that tweet I sent you yesterday of uh, Brandon McManus. He said, yes. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. tweeted, he tweeted, uh, Brandon McManus sucked today. And then he quote tweeted and said, Oh, I thought I tweeted that from my burner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just great, like, self awareness, too, like just kind of owning it, like getting ahead of it. Like, people are going to say this. I might as well make light of it, like, kind of make fun of myself. So that, like, I love that.
3: I, before we wrap up the kicker discussion, uh, before you guys got here, Josh and I were off air talking. Do you feel that they gave up on Daniel Carlson too early? Yes.
1: Probably, but I mean, it was, you never, it was yeah. the point. You're you never, never gonna know gonna, with
3: you know. circumstances, yeah.
1: But then you look at a guy like Blair Walsh and we held on to him for too long.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: A- after he missed his 27-yard field goal, he was horrible. We held on to him for too long, so you're just never gonna know. I think he needed a new slate and Zimmer
2: just wasn't gonna wait for it. And right. Had Blair Walsh not happened to Mike Zimmer, we would have kept Daniel Carlson, but totally he, he yeah. got he already got burnt by it. So 100%. he had to get rid of him.
3: Hey, hopefully he doesn't end up like Nagy and it just absolutely ruins everything. <laughs> Nagy's offseason after the the uh double doink double was doink. solely bent on we need kickers. We need kickers. They worked out like six at that one day and their practice was built on (laughs) kicking like a 35 yarder, like whatever that quick kick was just ridiculous. (laughs) I don't agree with that. that.
2: Jeremy, what's your one thing notable?
3: Uh, My one thing notable, I'm still not totally sold on the quarterback yet. I think it's going to take some time, but my one thing notable is that the rebuild in Miami has come full circle. I think uh, Brian, Brian Flores, wow, combined uh, Brian and Flores <laughs> there. Uh, I think Brian Flores has got those boys playing on a different level that I think you haven't seen from the Dolphins in in some time. Um their defense is legit. Xavier Howard is a stud. That, that interception. interception. <laughs> he made I mean he's he's going for defensive player of the year. I mean he's pushing for it. He's got what 9 9 interceptions something like that. Some crazy number. Um, five in a row I think five games in a row so the Dolphins are legit and they um, they made uh, Patrick Mahomes look a little human yesterday um, now again the the Chiefs are the Chiefs and it was 10-0 in a blink of an eye it was 30-10 to but they fought to the Dolphins credit and made it a game but I think the Dolphins are they're humming now a little bit yeah, their, their defense defenses, is the real dude.
2: no yeah it's no joke Uh, They, they get so many turnovers and that's honestly like when you have a rookie quarterback to get him the ball many times it's, it's key and they, they do it often credit Brian Flores how how he's got those boys playing.
1: That's a team on, I'm not trying to look forward to 2021. That's a team that really should think about drafting a running back in the first round that they need one bad. Like that, you look at a team last year and it was like, oh yeah, they they could be the team that drafts like a DeAndre Swift or something like that in the first round. They didn't get one of the big three or four. And I think they could really use that right now. Their, their just, running game is not I thought we, I
2: thought we just got done talking about saying that <laughs> for a second round <laughs> pick. <laughs> I don't and mind asking. Days. I don't mind asking.
1: I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, I said second round too, one of the big four Yeah, that they could have gotten
2: this I, year. I, yeah, I think I think they'll be getting a wide receiver and a running back pretty early uh, in the draft this next year.
1: Yeah. So let's get on with the rest of our show. So last week we did offense for Pro Bowl votes. We're going to go to just special teams today. So it's not going to be too long on Pro Bowl votes um, because I think with the fantasy playoffs, we want to get into our recap um, and then talk a little bit more week 15 preview because a lot of people are probably going to be um, in their semifinal matchups or even in their first round matchups. So um, we're going to focus a little bit more on fantasy. Uh, So let's get right into the Pro Bowl votes. Uh, We're doing a kicker punter um, uh, returner, which is kicker, punt returner, whichever one, um, and then a specialist, so basically a gunner, the guy that just plays special teams. I, I personally call it the Matthew Slater Awards. so I think he's in it every <laughs> single year. So, um, that's what I think of. Uh, let's start with the NFC kicker. I'm, I'm gonna get it started. I'm gonna go with Dan Bailey.
0: Oh, he took my <laughs> joke. That's who I wanted
1: to say. <laughs> no, we're not going with Dan Bailey. That was too soon. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna nominate Young Ho Koo. I think he still leads the league in uh points. If I'm
3: he was the only one on my list for NFC kickers. Yep. Uh if you guys
2: have a different NFC kicker than Young Ho Koo, uh hop off, please, because yeah, he's, he's a stud. <laughs> 33 of 34
0: this year from the Premier yeah, range. Stud. Which is just gut-wrenching
1: to my uh, Atlanta Falcons offense great for uh, fantasy football
0: yeah. thought process because they yeah. can't <laughs> score
1: a touchdown. Yeah. Ugh. Let's go to punter. Um, anybody got someone to nominate? I think I have one, but I I would like to hear what you guys have to say. Nominate Johnny Hecker of the Rams. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep. I had Johnny Hecker as well. Yep. His numbers uh, aren't the best, but he's the best punter in football. Yep. Like, that's yeah. That's just what it is.
2: I had I had as the second one, but uh, yeah, Johnny. Same. Hecker.
1: If he was in the AFC, he would have been my vote. But hey, best
3: best uh, tackling punter in the uh, NFL is J.K. Scott. So, <laughs> just that's not a the, good thing. That's not a good thing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He oh. has gotten shook twice on touchdown runs. Absolutely shaken. <laughs>
1: oh gosh. <laughs> Return specialist. What do we got for the NFC?
0: Uh, I had Cordell. I had Same. Cordell as well. If, Same. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that's, Who's that's your returner? Answer.
1: I had Cordero as well for this one. He's the best kick returner too. So I was like, yes. he's going for both of them for that for me. Absolutely. Anything different? No. All right. We'll just keep moving along. AFC, what do we got for a kicker?
2: I put Butker Harrison. I had Daniel Carlson. And I know who Brady's put, putting down, so I'll just say it for him. It's Rodrigo Blankenship.
1: <laughs>
3: he was <laughs> my second was my the gogs.
1: Game. Fear the gogs. <laughs> I have Gosh. Blankenship as well. Let's go. He's the guy we're voting for. Him. Yep. <laughs> How about Punter? I have a really interesting theory about this one, but I want to hear who you guys have to, to nominate first. Um, I'm going to put Sam Cook. Okay. Anybody else? I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good with that as well. I'm I'm going Kevin Huber for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's fifth in total yards, (laughs) and let's just be honest. Look at Cincinnati's roster; nobody else is making the Pro Bowl, so somebody's got to make it for that team. I'm just
0: going with him. That's fair. That's it. That's honestly a decent logic because that's the game that they have to play. So he's gotten a decent
3: amount of practice this year.
1: I looked at the Jets' (laughs) punter, but I'm like, ah, I think Beckton's gonna make the (laughs) the Pro Bowl, so (laughs) we should be good there. Um specialist I already said my nomination it's Matthew Slater I don't know if yes. has anyone else
0: yep I'm I'm here for that perfect
1: um and then the returner what do we think for a returner in the AFC side
2: I put uh Andre Roberts for Buffalo I had Andre Roberts as well he leads the league in total
1: return yards I that's who I put as well um I Absolutely. actually think he's first in in average too if you have to have a certain amount of
2: and, um, and let's be honest like Our knowledge of the specialists is not the greatest, so we're going to look straight at the numbers here. There's really no like, oh, well, yeah, he does great at this. Like, he leads the league in return yards, so he's got my vote. Makes sense to me. That's
0: logic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so let's let's go into the recap then. Um, For this week's recap, so obviously the first round of playoffs, for a lot of people's leagues, um, we're going to go around and give two players that you were happy that you had for the playoffs, and even looking a little bit... Forward to. Um, and then two players that you're just disappointed that you have or had for the playoffs, because usually um, if you had these guys, you probably lost. So uh, let's go with the uh, players that you're happy with. Um, I'll nominate one guy right now. Um, it's David Montgomery. He's been great. He might be a league winner for a lot of people just because um, you really didn't see the explosive runs from David Montgomery for the first year and a half of his career. Now you're seeing some big long runs in the last two weeks. So um, really good to see for uh, David Montgomery, bad to see for a Vikings fan
2: because we play him this week. Yeah, it's a good sure. pick. I'm going to go with the tight end and we all know how difficult it is to protect the tight end position. I'm going to go with Mike Gisicchi. Uh, If you played him last week, you're very happy. Now looking forward, you're probably not happy because he's probably not playing next week. Cause he got hurt. Um, but as for, I mean, in the playoffs, it's one week at a time. You got you to gotta go for it, especially at the tight end position. And Mike he probably made you happy.
0: Yeah, I will jump in here with my guy. I had Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor, he absolutely popped off against uh, Las Vegas last week. And then he has Houston uh, this coming week. And a good friend of the show, Kevin Harris, has said, if a running back is playing the Texans, start him and there has been a lot of evidence to uh to support that um jonathan taylor played them actually week 13 he went off and then i believe it was david montgomery against them this week who, yes. who, yep. who yeah yes and David then, Montgomery played houston this week yep and so then jonathan taylor will have him the following so he has been absolutely great as of late so jonathan taylor is my guy i'm really happy to have for the playoffs
1: Jordan Wilkins is going to be a must-start this week because Frank Reich just knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> Jeremy, That's who fair. are you happy with?
3: Um, I mean, it's easy to say Derrick Henry because <laughs> I think <laughs> I think just about anybody's happy if they were even had a chance of having him on their lineup. But in the league that we mentioned before, the aforementioned league between uh, Brady and I, I I had Derrick Henry, which really helped my odds of of winning. Awesome you're just,
1: you're just so <laughs> twist happy the to, knife, just so happy to hear it. yeah, well, there was some stat. I don't even remember. I'm not going to like quote tweet or say you tweeted it, but his week 14 the last three or four years, so in 2016 he had four touchdowns, or like no, it was 2018 he had four touchdowns. 2019 he had two touchdowns, and then this year he had two touchdowns, just an absolute playoff buster if you're playing against him like goodness gracious this is when I'm they here. just rely on, Jump
3: on my back yes I will take you to the
1: exactly promised land. <laughs> exactly so uh I'm gonna give another player that I'm happy with um it's Cam Akers he, he seems like he's the guy now in Los Angeles they're playing for um I wouldn't say they're playing for a first round by I don't think they have a chance for that but they're all they're playing for a home game in the playoffs I think they have a better team than Seattle but there's some big games that they have co- coming down the stretch. So um they're gonna rely a lot on Cam Akers, especially if they want to keep the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. That's what a lot of people were saying on the Thursday night game. There's like, oh, they just gotta keep the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. So if they're gonna do that, it's Cam Akers.
2: Um, I might say something pretty bold here. So I think that uh the Rams might be the best team in the NFC as far as depth-wise from an offensive defensive perspective. They have the best defense, I think, in the NFC. Two best defensive all th- players. Right. And that's what I'm saying. They get after the quarterback and they can cover. Um, I mean, I don't even, I can't tell you who's on their linebacker group, but I mean, who cares?
1: Like, I, I think the Packers have the best team, but if they played each other, I would not like the match if I was a Packers fan.
2: They they, they, played, they would be
1: exactly like, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's following Devontae Adams. Jalen Ramsey's best corner in football. I'm not saying he's going to shut down Devontae Adams, but that's not a great matchup. Trying to see if uh, Marquez, Veldez, Scantling, and, uh, Lazard can can try and win a game for you.
2: Um, plus Aaron Equanimize St. <clears throat> EQ. Brown as well. <laughs> Meg yikes. Uh, my second player that I'm happy that I have for the playoffs, and it's gonna be a surprise, is Chris Carson. Uh, when you look at the numbers, he got out carried by uh, Carlos Hyde by three carries, but Chris Carson was still effective in his 12 carries, and he was effective in the past game. So I'm going to say Chris Carson.
3: I mean, that offense looked pretty
0: good. Now, played the Jets. who were they playing?
3: <laughs> Shout out
0: Adam Gase. <laughs> we hit the quota this week. That's what we like to see. Mention yes. Adam Gase. Josh, who are you happy with? So David Montgomery was my other one. So I'll mention uh, actually a rookie receiver in Brandon Ayuk. He has been balling lately. He's at at least 17 uh, fantasy points in four of the last, you know, of the games that he's played, uh, five games in a row. So that is absolutely unreal. He has a great matchup against Dallas this next week, too, and then Arizona the following. So two great matchups for wide receivers. So I'm absolutely taking that to the bank. So I'm happy to have Brandon Ayuk on the squad, without especially without Debo Samuel. Absolutely, that really helps.
3: And Jeremy. I mean, I mean, if you have Ayuk on your team too, he's probably hasn't been your you know the stalwart of your lineup. So I nope. mean, you're you're a a man of some riches and gems. uh, Hopefully if you're in that scenario, my, my, my guy is uh, somebody I've been, you know, at the earlier preseason, I kind of pounded the table for a little bit, but my guy is Allen Robinson. Um, I think it doesn't really matter who you put back there at quarterback. He kind of gets force fed and just has been very, very productive. Uh, Just a really good wide receiver. Hasn't had the greatest of quarterback luck throughout his entire career. Um, but has kind of put on, um, had a huge week this week. I think he had 28 PPR points, scored two touchdowns, I think, or had one for sure. He had one touchdown, yeah, yeah. one, and put up over 100 yards. Um, he had nine or 10 catches too. So, yeah, Yeah. I think he went for 130. But
2: if I am an Allen Robinson fantasy owner, I want Mitch Trubisky playing. I agree
3: with you. I agree with you. That their offense honestly looked better again. Sorry, Kevin, but they were playing the Texans, but. Anyways, they, they look like they have, you know, at least some pace to them and Mack Nagy, you know, is just a genius. So, <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: uh, name a team that you would love to see Alan Robinson play for next year. Like what would be an awesome place for Alan? I mean, he's awesome talent. Like, I don't think he's gonna be back in Chicago next year. I, they were talking about him being traded. Don't say green
0: Bay. Cause he's not going there. I knew Becker. Now, he was going to any, say that. Any anytime, receiver. There's, anytime there's any there's a re- a receiver that's rumored to leave his squad, hey, I don't feel Packers? bad for Allen
3: Robinson. He turned down the Packers' offer and took the the Bears. So,
0: how how about him in Houston? Give Deshaun Watson another number one, or I should say, a healthy number one. That would be awesome. I I thought Miami. With I like two, Miami. That's a good fit too.
1: He would be the legit number one there. Devonte Parker could go to the two because I think mm-hmm. he's probably going to be a better wide
2: receiver too. I was going to say the New York Giants. I like that one, That's too. That's a good actually.
1: one,
0: too. I,
2: I
1: just would not, like to just see not Daniel Jones,
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: just not Chicago. <laughs> or Philly. He's going to get hurt if he's in Philly. No. <sighs> knock on yeah, wood. Just,
0: just play Fulgham. Dude balled out, and then they stopped throwing on the ball. I, don't even get me started on Fulgham.
3: Josh is just right. upset because it's hurt his lineup.
0: <laughs> 100%! Well, the dude was balling!
1: Well, since he's, he's not happy, let's switch to our uh, – not happy with players, and I'm going to get a starter because I am not happy with this player. He is Tyler Lockett. Since his game in Arizona when he had, I think it was like 45.5 PPR points, he has not gotten over 10 points. He's only gotten it once. so tough. And that was against Arizona. So you're telling me since he played Arizona the first time, he's had one time where he's been over 10 points, and it was against Arizona. Porch has been passed. It's DK time. And guess what? He plays Washington next week, and then uh, Arizona the following? The Rams. The Rams. Yes, he plays not the Rams. A, not
3: I'm good
1: pivoting matches. hardcore. Pivoting hardcore from Tyler Lockett if you're in the semifinals and finals. So unless he goes off was, against Washington. Sorry, brother. Go ahead.
2: No, it's okay. One guy that I was uh, disappointed with was Sir Bob Woods or Bobby <laughs> Trees, if you like to call him oh. it. put up put up a solid like 5.6 points uh, on the first round. And the reality is he's got a pretty favorable matchup coming up next week. Um, But in the playoffs, if you don't escape round number one, like it's all for nothing. So, I mean, he could have costed you uh, a week playoff win. So Robert Woods, Sir Bob.
0: Yeah. One, my one guy that I was disappointed with that I had in the playoffs was Cam Newton. He was horrible. And I traded for him, traded Bobby Woods actually in a package That's for him. just Camden. a horrible trade. It was trade. a horrible trade. That was at the peak of Fulgham. He was doing phenomenal. Thought I was getting a good receiver back. Absolutely was not. As it's been well documented on the show, my quarterback position has been horrible. He's my number one quarterback, and he had 4.36 points, and just very disappointing. He has Miami next week, so another good defense, and it's just not a good opportunity. Uh, to have Cam Newton on your squad in a two-quarterback league because you're not starting him in a one. But in a super flex, just not a good opportunity to have him.
2: Yeah, I would be happy regardless. What, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Cam Newton's been a very big disappointment this year from a fantasy perspective.
0: He boomed at the beginning of the year too. Absolutely was on fire and then just fell off a cliff.
1: Them rushing touchdowns. Jeremy, who is the guy you're not happy with?
0: So you guys get a twofer from me. So this is the one
3: uh, fantasy playoff matchup. So my bias totally falls into this, um, but that's why we do the show, right? So this is the one playoff fantasy matchup for me that I'm really struggling with. Uh, I need, so we're recording, you know, the Ravens Browns game just kicked off a little bit ago, uh, but I need at least seven points from the Ravens defense tonight. And that is because I started Mike Williams and Debo Samuel, both in the same lineup. They both were injured very quickly. Debo is probably done if you are still playing in the the fantasy playoffs and you made it through. And Mike Williams is also probably done. Um, So very tough to have either of those. They combined for 0.9 points.
1: My question is how, how, no offense, how brutal is your team if you're starting both of those players?
3: Thank you, Kenny Galladay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. Don't, we don't want to
1: talk about him. Uh, before we go to break, just say one other player you're not happy with. I'll start Julio Jones.
0: Terry McLaurin. Daniel Jones.
3: I fortunately still won my matchup, but I would not be happy if I had Aaron Jones. I was expecting much more from this week.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's take a quick break. We're going to forecast week 15 when we get back.
3: Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's 4 and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports.
1: We are back into the fourth and a mile podcast. We're getting right into our week 15 preview. We're going to do some starts of the week. Uh, Then We're going to do a little special playoff preview, name some guys that you would like maybe pivot to. Um, We talked about Tyler Lockett. You don't like his matchup. Some guys that you might be able to replace them with. Then we're going to give a quick waiver uh, wire target, and then we're going to do some ones got to go. So I will start with our starts of the week this week. Surprise, surprise. I get a start first. Um, Last week I was two for four. So what did we say for Kyler Murray for me at quarterback? I it thought he had to QB be top one. two. <laughs> yeah, shocker.
2: <laughs> no, I think we I think went he, seven. I thought you okay. said it was seven.
1: Yeah. He was 11, so he didn't get it, but he was a QB one, so you, you're all right there. David Montgomery was 100% a hit at RB4. Amari Cooper was also a hit at wide receiver 21. Um, and Trey Burton,
2: well, you know, I thought we so said Brad, top 20. Brad, 20. No, Bradley's... we said
1: top 24.
2: We, we said all of I'm pretty, we, I'm pretty sure, you... sure we said 20. <laughs> What was his point total? Can we just get that?
1: I I didn't write that. I just go by rankings. That's all I do. Uh,
2: <laughs> jury vote. Okay.
1: Yes or no? I'm saying no.
2: I'll say yes just to make you happy. Oh, I'll say yes.
1: Yeah. Cool, job I'm the bad guy. See you never, okay. Bud. Okay. Ooh, uh, bud. Trey Burton. So you know how I went last week, and Trey Burton had like one point, six points. I'm like, oh yeah, he's gonna get back to it. A freaking goose egg. He had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You never play Trey Burton again. Like, dude, you can't stream a worse tight end right now. He is ice cold. All right. On to my week 15. It's going to be four for four this week, boys. So Jared Goff versus the New York Jets taking him. I talked about it. I think probably four weeks ago about his playoff matchup, make a trade for him or uh, pick him up in your waiver wire. Cause his playoff matchup is pretty juicy. I'm going Jared Goff against the New York Jets. I am going with James Conner versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the running game is going to be on track against the Bengals. Um, a very statement game, I would say from the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Bengals wide receiver. Josh talked about him earlier, Brandon. Ayuk against the Dallas Cowboys uh, without Debo Samuel. I think Brandon Iuke is going to go off. Um, they still have an outside chance to make the playoffs. So I think they're going to be playing for something last but not least. I have Evan Ingram at tight end against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't think he caught a ball until late in the game. So um, Evan Ingram is my tight end.
2: Usually Evan Ingram's like one catch for five yards or like six catches for 125. So why do you it's think? Usually
1: for start of the week. I mean that's been my trend the last two weeks.
2: Yep.
3: The I really like the IU call. I know we've talked about him a little bit already on the show. So he's he's probably getting the most pub this week. But great matchup. Probably the most plus matchup of all plus matchups. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to be the focal point of that offense, you know, as you mentioned. So I'll jump into mine. Um, last week I went one for four, maybe two for four. I can't remember what we said on one of these, but Tom Brady was a miss. Uh, he finished quarterback 18. uh, So, you know, wasn't, wasn't a great call. Aaron Jones was RB eight and a half. Oh, my fault. That's he had eight point. and a half point five PPR points. You guys said he just needed uh, 12 or under, as in 12 points or under, right? Not uh, yeah. RB. Sure. All right. So that was a big old miss. Keenan Allen was wide receiver 15. This is the one I couldn't remember he if he said, said
1: 15. It literally. Right, right on off. the line. Let's go.
3: And oh, then I, had, I don't know if we said wide
1: receiver 15. Did we say wide receiver one for him?
3: I c I couldn't remember, so I was gonna let Jerry
1: you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be generous. I'll you give it to it. you. I need to get some karma, that one to him, I need but, to
0: get I need to get some karma bag. I'm giving you're it you're gonna to give you. that to him, but yep. then give me Amari Cooper. <laughs> wow. You still
2: got the win. You're fine. We need to start writing down point totals, just so we have that for a tiebreaker. Or at least point total. I know in PPR points he had over twenty if that. That means nothing to me because you probably have right. 13 catches.
3: <laughs> he did have a lot of he catches. He did
1: have 10 catches, or nine catches. Go <laughs> um, so ahead, right. it to
3: you. This one I know is a hit. He was tight end too. It was Mike Kosicki, Uh Had a big week. It's you know to Bradley's point before. It's a bummer that you probably will not have him moving into next week. I have him in my touchdown dependent league, so I was very happy. Um, had a great week, and it seemed like they probably found something in him. Um, as obviously as long as he's healthy moving forward. All right, into the starts for this week, quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Um, Obviously it is Derrick Henry season right now, um, but I don't think that necessarily means that Tannehill can't have a good week. Um, I know he played very well last week. They didn't necessarily need him. I don't think he put up a ton of numbers fantasy wise, um, but I think they have a good up and down matchup. I believe they play the Lions. Um, so I like Tannehill this week my running back is Jonathan Taylor I think he stays hot Um, we've talked about him already playing the Texans Um, obviously I'm biased I'm a huge fan he's starting to come into his own a little bit and as we haven't necessarily talked about this all the time but that's kind of the formula for rookie running backs is they take a little while to get going um, from time to time unless you're a first rounder, something like that, but well, I'd receiver is Marvin Jones. I'm staying in the, uh, lions matchup, uh, with the, the, uh, Titans. And then my t- tight end is Robert Tunyon, uh, playing against Carolina. Obviously he's been on the touchdown streak. It's, uh, you know, that's attractive for a tight end position. So roll with him.
1: He is a lot of fun because he's Tunyon. <laughs> <laughs> Tunyon. Like Funyon. I can't wait to hear Josh's
0: because I have some guesses on his, but I'm not gonna say it. I want no. I want. I have them written down so you can be able to. Can I guess? I'll go with
2: Justin Herbert at the quarterback spot.
3: (laughs) Big bounce back week.
2: I'll go with Terry McLaurin at the running back spot. I didn't know Terry
1: McLaurin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he got him on his own. I was about to correct you. (laughs) I
0: was totally about to correct you. That's so tough. All
2: right, Josh. Let's hear what you got.
0: All right, so last week I went maybe two for four. So I went Lamar Jackson. He's still playing right now, so that's that's tough. And then Melvin Gordon was running back 18 in PPR. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, that's a hit for me. He's trying to hold a grudge right now. No, no, that's Don't a we hit. normally go 0.5?
1: That's what I was going to say. Yep, You got you to gotta get that
0: half point. I'll computer. bet it. I'll bet it, yeah. Josh. Okay, so I'll move. So Justin Jefferson, absolutely an you know, L. And then Hunter Henry was absolutely an L. So can you stop picking Vikings players, please? You're not going to like what I have for starts of the week. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so maybe Lamar, I think Melvin Gordon. Becker, do you have the half point for uh, Melvin Gordon just this past week? I am pulling it up as we speak. All right, so then I'll just go to my starts of the week for this week then. So I'm going a little bit deep here for a couple of these positions. So quarterback, I'm going Jalen Hurts at Arizona. I think he's going to continue that momentum. He's got the support of uh, QB2 now, Carson Wentz. I think that's going to be a, a really fun game to watch. And hopefully, as far as Viking van, Vikings fans go, really hope he performs. Running back, I have Roheem Mostert at Dallas. Uh, that, you know, that defense has just been porous all year. So that's going to be something that we can be able to look at. And then receiver, I'm going Chris Godwin against Atlanta. So that's been a pretty leaky defense as well. They've been better as of late, but uh, Tom Brady's going to get back into the groove of things with Chris Godwin. And then here is my shot here. So tight end, I'm going Irv Smith Jr. Versus Chicago. So tight end one. Are you giving it to me? Top 12 tight end?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, that, how about top 15? Isn't it always top tight no. end one? No. Top 15.
1: <laughs> Jesus. T- oh my
3: gosh. No. You guys gonna you guys gonna give me tight end
0: one? <laughs> well, you <laughs> guys were that? so like dumbfounded by a tight end one that I was like, wait, could I have gotten more? Uh oh, Josh, fuckish. you will be
3: happy to know that he was RB17 in point five uh PPR formats. This is Melvin Gordon.
0: All right, the juries so let's hear I the would, jury. Be.
3: I would give it to you. It's only 10 points as well, but I mean, RB 17.
0: Brady's going to say no. Two
3: just,
1: one, It's fine. Josh Jacobs, RB 15. <laughs> just not the same. <laughs> if you drafted
2: Melvin Gordon the same time you drafted Josh Jacobs, you're ridiculous. Um. Well, anyways. Todd Gurley, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so my starts of the week this past week, I'm currently one of three. Uh, Mark Andrews is currently playing right now, but I'm probably going to give him just a miss. So I'll go one for four.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the game's at like halftime right now, not even at that not even. it, just gives up.
2: Tannehill <laughs> was funny. QB 16, was a miss. Zeke Elliott, I don't know what's going on with Zeke Elliott, he is just it's not good. Uh, RB 28, uh, AJ Brown was wide receiver eight, uh, so that was my hit. And then Marky Andrews is question mark right now. Hey, my bro, starts of the week,
3: it, le- it is ahead. the end of the first quarter, and Lamar Jackson has competed completed one <laughs>
1: that pass. was brutal. It was yeah, I know.
3: Yeah, so that's why I'm saying.
2: Um, He's my
0: start of the week shoot.
2: So my starts of the week this week: Big Ben Roethlisberger against uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bounce back game. Yeah. Uh, my running back. So, if McCaffrey's healthy, I'm going with McCaffrey against the uh, Packers. Bold. If he is not healthy, I'm going Mike Davis against Packers. <laughs>
1: Good luck. So uh, what are we giving him for McCaffrey? Top 24. Oh, gosh. I was going to say top eight. <laughs> yeah,
0: top eight. Top I'll, eight. Give, I'll give him top eight.
1: That's fair. That's really generous. It it's fair. For nice generous. That.
0: Bradley, Bradley's happy with hearing that. Top Mike eight, Davis, so. top nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, top 15 for Mike Davis.
0: Okay. Uh, my wide receiver boy. is Terry McLaurin,
2: uh, and my tight end is Noah Fant.
0: What position is uh, Terry playing? Just so we were aware, Playing my I thought, receiver
2: against the Seahawks.
0: Just I thought for sure
1: Josh was taking Cam Akers at the running back spot. I uh, thought that was. I mean, I mean, because very, you jump on someone's train so fast, it's unbelievable.
2: Insert <laughs> insert <Jaylen laughs> Inter- <hers. laughs> Yes. Just okay. River. Let's let's Justin let's Jefferson. go to let's go to the big part of the show, and that's the playoff preview. Uh, so Brady, start us off with the guy from the playoff preview you'd like to to talk about.
1: Um, so a guy that I I would pivot to is Michael Pittman Jr. versus Houston this week. I I really like his matchup, um, and I I would start him over um, Tyler Lockett. I I would honestly. I I really okay. like his matchup. Would really? you take Would you take him this week, or would you take Jarvis Landry against the New York Giants?
2: I would probably go with Michael Pittman. Same. Pretty pretty much a toss up though for me. Same. Who does Pitt, who does Pittman play again? The Giants.
1: Oh no. The, I was gonna say no, that's who no, Landry played. Landry plays the Giants. Michael Pittman Jr. plays Houston.
2: Yeah, I would go with I would go with MPJ.
1: I like his I, matchup this
2: week.
3: I I like Pittman. I, it'd be tough to run away from, from Landry's production over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, that's excluding tonight, but
1: What do we, who else, what do we got for a player to watch in in the playoffs or a guy that you would pivot to? Bradley, who do you think?
3: Uh,
2: This might not be, I don't, I put TJ Hawkinson. I'm guessing he's probably not like a free agent. I don't know if that's what the clarification is. It needs to be a free agent or not. Um, But over the last four weeks, uh, he's had double digit points in all four weeks, 11, 14, 15, and 16. He's been very
3: solid uh, on a bad Lions team. I'm I'm assuming he's not available for anybody to pick up, but. right?
2: And I'm not I'm not 100 sure what the clarification was. If you're tossing and turning between two
3: tight end options,
2: let's say you I got him and,
3: him and him and Tunyon, like I'm, and that's and I think that 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 there are definitely some people out there that have um him and another or they had you know one of those maybe a higher priced guy. Maybe it's a Waller and a Hawkinson. You ended up with both those. I guys was gonna right?
1: say, would you play Darren Waller or T.J. Hawkinson?
3: Uh, I gotta look at. Waller's matchup. I don't even know who they play.
2: Raiders. It'd be really hard to. The Raiders play
3: the Chargers. It'd be really hard to take Hawkinson out of my lineup right now. Yeah, it would be. I guess Waller too. (laughs) Waller just put up what forty five last week. I would go with Waller, but anybody else besides anybody
2: else besides Waller and Kelsey, I'm starting Hawkinson.
3: Bradley is uh, Kittle still
2: tight end one? He is the best tight end in the NFL. Yes, but go ahead.
0: That is. Bold. I mean, I think
1: a, it's uh, at bold fantasy tight end, receiving tight end. It's Kelsey, but
0: overall, okay. what blocking yeah. tight end Kittle you know, he's, is he's like the he's a freak. Yeah. he's a freak. There's no two ways about it. Okay. Josh. I'll jump. Yeah, I'll jump in here with my pivot. So I think I define pivot as someone who could potentially be on your bench too, because he's not going to be in your starting lineup. So it's someone you're pivoting to. And so because, and I, we've been talking about him all show. So I do apologize, but. I'm um, saying Brandon I have 100% I'm saying Brian. <laughs> Brandon He's got Dallas and Arizona the next couple weeks. So <clears throat> getting a good rapport rapport with Mullins. And I, <clears throat> my secondary option here, if that's too repetitive. Um, and it's something I thought was interesting that JD McKissick is, he actually has wide receiver eligibility now on sleeper that I just found that out now, which I thought was kind of cool. So, um, really? mm-hmm, JD McKissick has running back and wide receiver eligibility on sleeper. So interesting. Um. So Good that man. could, and that's somebody that could give you that kind of additional flexibility uh, to to pivot to as well. That's that doesn't make sense.
3: That doesn't make sense to me. He plays running back. Do you he think does. that like helps you? I don't even know if that would like, I'd want to play. Flex- I think, I think it
2: helps you in the sense that like, if you have a last minute lineup change, you have him on your roster and you can play him at both positions.
3: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, the guy that I'm, I'd be pegging this week um would want to put in my lineup would be cory davis um he's on my list too he he only had uh, three catches for 34 yards last last week so you're probably thinking hey i don't i don't know if i want to throw him out there if i made it to the second round but i think you should feel confident confident with him and uh i think he's got a good matchup i think he has a good week
1: cory davis against detroit or deontay johnson against cincinnati
3: give me That's deontay
2: you mean Deontay? He's going. To I think
1: Deontay's going to ball out this week. I'd be really,
3: I'd be really nervous with the the whole kind of benching scenario. Like if. But
1: that... did you see him at the end of the game? He was going at Tre'Davious White.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, garbage time, but I think it's more too. volatile with Deontay Johnson. Like the range of outcomes is going to be large. Like he could absolutely pop off, but then he could also get close to a goose.
3: Yeah, if you're playing someone with like a a really big stack, like let's say you're going up against a a Kelsey Mahomes stack you need like a really high ceiling play, I would roll with Deontay Johnson. I but agree. if you, you know, you your lineup bodes to better win. for, you know, safety a, a net. safety net, I'd go with Corey Davis.
1: Yeah. That's a good way that to put it. it. That is a very good way to put it. Uh let's move into a waiver wire target cuz we're getting towards the end of this um episode. I'll get this started and this was kind of the only guy that I I thought of this week was Lynn Bowden. Uh, He plays for Miami, which it kind of surprised me that the Raiders just gave up on him. They just traded him away to, and not even gave him a chance to play. Um, He played 71% of the snaps last week. He had nine targets. I'm not playing him this week against new England, um, but definitely someone to consider in week, week 16, if you get an injury or something like that, Um, he plays Vegas, Vegas defense is not very good. Plus, could be out to prove something against them, too. So, uh, they'll be playing for something in Week 16. Vegas might not
2: be. My guy that I have on the waiver wireless is Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis has been playing very well, 17, 16, and 11 the last three weeks. Uh, he's a guy you might want to stash. Especially if it's a keeper, you might want to keep him late.
1: Does it concern you if John
2: Brown comes back? I mean, it doesn't help his case, but, but I mean. He's I been know, good. Oh,
1: no, yeah, he's been good.
2: I, I'm still going to roll with it.
3: I I love I I think Gabe Davis has been fantastic, um, unreal in in his role. Like obviously he hasn't been fantastic in the terms of you know a Tyreek Hill or Devon, but in what his role is and what he does for the Bills, I think he's been phenomenal. Um, and to Brady's point, I love the Bowden one. It feels kind of gross, especially if you're in the playoffs and put him in his lineup. But think about like it from a DFS standpoint. Depending on what that looks like, if you want to look for a a, a bargain. Barrel totally. type player. I totally. tried to plug him in after I found out about the gaskin stuff. I tried to plug him in my DFS lineups last week, but I think he was still listed. He was listed as a wide receiver, and I just didn't really like the flexibility there. Um, I wanted to play him as a running back, but um, I liked the bottom pickup.
1: Bradley, uh, so to your Gabe Davis point, um, kind of just backtracking. So we had a rookie draft last summer. I drafted in my rookie draft. Gabe Davis was over the maximum roster spots. It was between him and Devin DuVernay. kept DuVernay. Gabe Davis nice. on someone else's roster. That's a tough scene. You hate yeah, that is tough. But yeah, I still, yeah. have, I, I have not dropped DuVernay just because I think there's hope still.
0: I don't know. <laughs> there's not, Josh, but... <laughs> Josh, who's your waiver wire? So my waiver wire is the Cleveland defense. If they are, you just take <laughs> a peek at defense. <laughs> they, hey, take a peek at your waiver wire, see if they're available. They have the Giants and the Jets the next two weeks. That's going to be absolutely golden matchups for the, your uh, semifinals and finals. And if Irv Smith Jeremy, is out there, defense? take a peek at him. I, what I defense did you
3: pick up last week? Was a major you... miss. That was a major miss. I picked him up in one of my leagues. They had negative one point. <laughs> <laughs> they were Oh, uh, Drew Locke came to play and yeah, uh, that absolutely shocked me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was hey, so tough.
3: I, yeah. I was going to, I was going to make a comment about that before, but I forgot. I was going to say, I hope no one listened to me. I feel bad that you did.
1: <laughs> sure enough. I did. Yep. Cause my other, I think I had the saints as an option that somebody picked up up before, but uh, let's finish this show up with the ones got to go. And this one's uh, a little bit interesting. It's, it's a little different. It's the coaching vacancies uh so which ones you gotta go to that's what you're choosing a team that you gotta go to not that's leaving that you gotta go to so you're choosing a team so like so
2: are we we picking the one that we want to be at you gotta gotta go one's gotta
1: gotta
2: stay basically we're saying one's gotta go you
1: gotta go to one of these teams so you're you're the your favorite one basically you're you're the top head coaching candidate you get to choose between these four teams which one are you going to okay the four teams obviously are the new york jets because Adam Gates is gonna be gone. Let's just right up. <laughs> I hope like
3: okay. He's I got hope, So I never a spade hope, a spade. I don't I never hope, you know, someone losing their job, but like someone He's has to get go. smart there, right? Like
1: yep. So then the Atlanta Falcons, the Detroit Lions, and the Houston Texans. Josh,
0: which team are you going to? I think picking the team with an established young quarterback is going to be the best option. I know there's a lot of dysfunction there. I know it's not optimal, but I'm actually picking the Texans. Um, I know they don't have a lot of draft capital, capital in the future, but I think that that's the hardest position to be able to um, pick. Uh, Falcons have an older quarterback. The Jets, there's not any certainty whether Trevor Lawrence will be able to do that, and Matt Stafford, um, you know, he's good, but not great. So I'm picking the Texans. Bradley, what I- do you got to say? Oh my
2: goodness! I can't believe it. I thought there was one clear cut that I would not go to, <laughs> it was and it would be the Texans. <laughs> um, for me, if I was a head coaching candidate and I had one of these four options, I would be going to the New York Jets. Um, Trevor Lawrence, like they're getting Trevor Lawrence, good young quarterback. Build your franchise around. Um, Becton looks to be a stud. Um, They could get a decent receiver in the second round. I mean, Mims show Mims flashes. Stud. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and I mean, honestly, a little fall in the youth there, uh, a new head coach can do a lot for a team. Just ask uh, the Miami dolphins. They were on the outside. They were tanking for Tua last year. They were supposed to be the number one overall pick. They didn't get the number one overall pick. And now they're, they're probably going to be playoff bound. So who knows? Jeremy, what do you think?
3: Yeah. To be honest with you, my gut reaction was, I was throwing the jets out first, but then I kind of sat and pondered it and had the same type of thoughts that, you know, Bradley just brought up, uh, not to like one point that Bradley Bradley didn't mention, but it comes with all those things is you probably have more job security there too. You, I mean, you have a longer leash Falcons, Matt Ryan to, to Josh's point, Julio, Calvin Ridley, you better be coming in winning games, the lions, Stafford, Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Swift, you better be coming and winning games. The Texans, you, you better figure out what to do with Deshaun Watson. You know, the jets, you kind of get to come into the situation and build it to, to your point with Brian Flores like that. Um, mm-hmm. they don't have a great defense, but they have some good young pieces. I mean, um, I'm blanking on his name, but what Williams, right. They drafted in the first round. Quinn and Williams. Quinn Williams. Yep. Um, Got his braces off finally, I think, so he doesn't look like twelve year old anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, Quinn and Williams. Um, obviously, they you have that. Whatever they get back for Sam Darnold, who knows? But they're headed in a different direction. And yes, it seems like a dumpster fire and has been, but it could be a really good spot. So I'll pick the Jets.
1: My my first thought was the Jets as well. Um, one thing I I was like way off on the Texans i'm a little bit more lenient because of jeremy's point if if i'm the gm or if i'm the owner of the texans i got to give the head coach three to five years they i mean you don't have draft picks for the next two years so it's like your roster is only from the free agency or late draft picks so i mean it's just that that's what's scary about texans i would not want to go there but i mean deshaun watson i mean he's that guy um And the Lions, I like the Lions roster a little bit. I I think Stafford's still a good quarterback. You got to protect him, though. Um, But for the Jets, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Denzel Mims, um, maybe the new head coach can get uh, Chris Herndon to do something. Like, I mean, this guy's ultra talented. He hasn't done anything. Um, And then you look on the defense. I think they drafted Ashton Davis in the second or third round. I mean, he's played really well this year, too. You talked about Quinn and Williams. I mean, you get some of these guys um, start producing uh, and not run cover zero blitz when they're uh, running a Hail Mary, you might be able to win some games too. So uh, I'm going with the Jets.
3: Honestly, if you replace the already offensive genius mastermind that's there in Adam Gase (laughs) with maybe somebody who actually has some, you know, nuance and some flash to an offense, like maybe an Eric Bietamie with some of that talent, he could be pretty Uh, good good. joe brady
1: joe Joe brady Brady. i like joe brady he's got a good last name too
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's all right it's
0: good (laughs) well that wraps up this episode of fourth and mile thank you guys so much for joining us go deep and we'll see you next week